Da 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 da! You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Believe it or not, we are back again after Batman v Superman. We for made another it. Podcast. Woo! I could have sworn that last week's episode would have gotten us kicked off the internet permanently. I thought about just that would have been a good spot to just end. <laughs> I should have. We should have done 200 episodes and then 201, and that's it. Just thanks, end. guys. We hate each other with that. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite an interesting week for us here on the show. <laughs> um, Kent Garrison here, uh, speaking to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, this evening. Ooh. And uh, joined by my cohorts, Brian Gill and Richard Barden, reporting Hello. from Dallas-Fort Worth. How are you, fellas? I'm good, Kent. I'm good. I'm not in Nashville, so I could be better, because Nashville's pretty dope. I'm a, I'm a big Nashville fan. It's been great this week. I'm staying downtown, luckily, so there's stuff around me. Nice. And nice. Uh, it's great weather and you know a very pleasant city. Very Similar to the DFW Metroplex mm-hmm. in yeah. both the uh, people and the uh, cityscape and attractions, but it's been great, and I'll be back in my humble abode on just a few days' time. I'm out here for a conference, but the show must go on, and uh, here we are to talk Summer Movie Preview 2016, and uh, I'm going to st- try to start to make this a tradition and uh, just kind of take a step back and, and look at the rest of the year, the outlook of the year. Uh, the first few months of every year is pretty much considered the doldrums, mm-hmm. and uh, not much of interest comes out, usually in the first couple months of every year. And uh, a lot of people that watch movies and go see movies, they don't really understand the release cycle of films mm-hmm. and how studios position films to make the most money, or they position films to... Uh, maximize their investment, if that makes sense. And it seems like a lot of times studios aren't confident in a movie and they'll release it in the doldrum parts of the year. And those are usually January, February, and the beginning of March or the end of March. And then uh, August and September usually are the other two months of the year where the films that you probably are looking forward to that aren't very good will probably get released uh, during those times. So a lot of times the release date can tell you a lot about a film. And I know that to go in with a preconceived notion is something we try to stay away from on this show. But I mean, a lot of times, not, not according to DC fanboys. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> we'll get into that here in a minute, but <laughs> you can really tell a lot about what, how a film's going to be or how it's going to do or just because of the promotion and the marketing and the release window that it's it's slotted in. So we're right. thankfully past that period at this point and uh, starting to get into the uh, summer movie season and mood. And I think, uh, speaking of the first of the year, I think the highlight was Deadpool, hands down. And uh, yeah. I think The Witch really surprised me and uh, Zootopia as well as Cloverfield were also some some positives, and then Hail Caesar as well mm-hmm. was a little positive note that we've gotten some some crap about for recommending that movie and then dissing Batman v Superman. But <laughs> like I said, that'll come here in a few seconds. But uh, we have a guest joining us, a long anticipated, much uh, hyped guest. I've been wanting this for a long time. <laughs> the unofficial official intern, unpaid intern of the show, Ariel Rada. 
is on the program. Welcome, What's Ariel. up, guys? It's good to have you, sir. Oh, it's good to be here. I'm excited. I'm I ready can't to go. wait. I'm ready to go, too. You, but you do, Ariel. You host your own show, and I want to give you a couple seconds or minutes here to, to plug what you do and just tell us a little about, bit about uh, your podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I host and co-host the Geek 101 podcast. It's just a, a small um, geek-centered podcast. Basically, uh, you know when, when Richard does that really like weird, high-pitched uh, nerd voice? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's us every week, every day. Um, so we, we talk about like comic books and sci-fi movies and, and all the stuff. Like Our tagline is we, we talk about all the stuff you're too ashamed to talk about in public. Yeah. Geek related, just to <laughs> clarify. Great. Uh, yeah, so my, my co-host, uh, he has a comic book shop, and I'm a you know lifelong Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Star Wars nerd. So we you know just got together and made a podcast. Great. Geek 101 podcast, again, if you want to hit subscribe right now on your podcast app yeah. while you're listening, go ahead and do that. Uh, it comes it's, highly recommended. It's really good, seriously. I'm not just saying that because uh, because Ariel is our, is our intern and uh, because... Former. Former intern. Former. He's like, screw you guys. I'm done. <laughs> I got my own show now. Or because he's on the show. Like, it's a really, yeah. it's it's a really fun show. I enjoy. I really enjoy listening to it because uh, I don't really listen to many film podcasts because I because we're better than everybody else. No, because I I don't want uh, you don't want to be influenced I, by yeah, outside I, I like, sources. I like yeah. to have my own opinion, and I don't want that to be influenced by other opinions. You know, so I don't really listen to much film podcasts. And what I like about Geek One Hundred One is that it. It doesn't feel necessarily like a straight film podcast, like you, like you said. You guys are talking a lot about comic book stuff, which I don't know anything about um, very much at all, and and little things like that. It's, so it's 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 just different enough to where I can really uh, dig in. I enjoy listening to what you guys say, uh, even if it is uh, sort of movie centric. I guess. Right. I really enjoyed Batman v Superman episode. Uh, uh, we could have a lot gone. of anger. On, oh on my goodness. Time. Well, I want to start things off, uh, movie news wise guys. Um, there's a few things to talk about and I do want to talk American treasures here soon because it's been like three months since we've done American <laughs> treasures. And I know that is uh, a topic that people want to get to eventually, but Ariel, I guess we can start right off and getting your, generic thoughts on Batman v Superman now a week later. I haven't listened to your episode, but Brian did fill me in on some of your thoughts. So what are your, what, what did you think of it? I've, it, I, I spent the whole week looking up uh, like what was wrong with it, what was good with it and everybody's reactions. And, and it just really angers me. It's, it is the most offensive movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, it's, I've, I've never hated a movie so much ever. Like, <laughs> I hated Man of Steel because of what they did to Superman, right? Yeah. Like, and and the and uh, Jonathan Kent, like it didn't make sense. But you can ruin my characters, like as long as you, you give me spectacle, give me a good movie. But this movie is just so bad in every way imaginable. Like yeah. the editing, the plot, the dialogue, like so so the script, the the acting. Um, for everyone but those ben things, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the seven, the, the count at seven minutes of screen time we got from Wonder Woman. And the parts where Batman isn't a murderous, you know, gunman were good, I guess. Like, it, I just... All six of those uh, minutes were great. Oh, it, yeah. It yeah. just... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've seen some fallback regarding the quote-unquote Batman as murderer. And people will say, well, uh, Michael Keaton murdered uh, the Joker in the first Batman. Or, you know, when he flies by him with the bat. It's very right. similar to the scene in 
Batman v Superman where he flies by with the Batwing and kind of machine guns guys down. But I think in 1989 Batman, they balanced out the dark Batman so well with the comic booky campy Batman that it didn't seem like he was this ravenous murderer the entire time. It still seemed lighthearted in a way, if that makes yeah, sense. He wasn't getting enjoyment out of it. Right. Like, when he's branding dudes in in this film, this uh, prestigious film, when he's <laughs> when he's branding dudes and like about to stab Superman in the face, he's, and, he's uh, smirking. Like it's that's that's a different kind of Batman. Even beyond the he killed somebody. It's no, it's not just that he killed somebody. It's that if you would look back at his history, you're probably finding that little Bruce Wayne killed cats all over the neighborhood. I mean, it's just exactly. like he's a really psychologically messed up dude. <laughs> I mean, the original Batman is just he's mentally I don't want to say mentally unstable, but he's he's messed up in the head. Mm. And and it works, but he channels that because ultimately he's still that eight year old kid who lost his parents in, in Crime Alley. But this Batman's just like just an alcoholic, uh just like brutal, you know, criminal branding, which leads to their deaths, by the way. Uh just like I don't understand risk management, you know, like if there's a one percent chance, I, I it just doesn't make any sense. Like this character has no, you know, joy to him like michael keaton was funny he was hanging upside down when you like vicky vale woke up in the right. middle of the night like that's right. funny yeah and, and this one is like like i'm just uh, i'm just gonna do crossfit in my cave and stab superman in the heart when i can right it seems as if snyder only made batman as brooding and dark as he did just to do something different than the previous batman <laughs> you know it's like well he hasn't been this messed up before so i'm bringing <laughs> yeah. something new to the table rather than taking the approach of what's best for the character what's entertaining what's still believable as bruce wayne you know like it, it seems like he just made up his mind of what it was going to be and went all out for that without thinking of the repercussions or the response that it would get from the fanboys like yeah i don't even know very many batman fans that uh like how batman was portrayed like they like affleck because right. he's a good actor and right. the potential good, behind it and the potential behind his persona and his uh, personality as Bruce Wayne fits, I think. But, you know, you take a step back and you look at it and it's just like, what are we, what three more films of this? You know, I, I just don't know where they're going to go <laughs> with it. It just doesn't yeah. seem like it's something that has much potential at all. No, but the, uh, yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing is that when Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan, Made their Batmans like sure and they Joel Schumacher and Joel, excuse me and Joel Schumacher <laughs> <laughs> when uh, they they made unapologetic films and they just didn't yeah. care you know like Zack Snyder he'll he'll come here and say he's like no 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 my my Batman he's he's more manslaughter and and my Superman <laughs> if you read the comic books oh he's yeah. right he's canon this is what happens right but then you know all the comic book creators that I follow on Twitter and that I I, I love and I, I read their books. They're like, no, this isn't what the character is. You're not right. If he had just manned up and said, I don't care, I'm making my movie, people would forgive it. Right. Well, I, I wouldn't, but you know, other people would say, fine, it's your movie. But for you to insult me and say this is what Superman and Batman yeah. are really like, that's what's the most insulting thing. Yeah, it's his arrogance about his product that I think makes it, A, it's probably, it, it certainly did not help earn decent reviews right like that his manner and the way in which he went about this entire process i don't know that it got a fair shake from all of critics because they were all pretty much geared to just i think say if it's if this is bad i'm going to rip it apart i'm not going to give it any benefit of the doubt and i think that's 
you've kind of brought that upon yourself when you are so arrogant about your entire filmmaking process and how how everyone else is wrong except for you. you exactly. Know? Yeah, Vox so, and Doug Ewan. Vox, right. <laughs> of course. I mean, of course. Yeah. Vox.com. I want to give I want to give credit to uh to Vox. Uh Todd Van- Vanderwerf wrote a wrote a piece about Snyder and uh it's called why Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice director Zack Snyder keeps ruining comic book movies. <laughs> and uh, uh check it out vox.com and there's a quote from Snyder in here talking about the most controversial part according to comic book fans and Ariel could probably speak to this as regards Jimmy Olsen. Oh my god. And he says oh. this is a direct quote from Snyder. He says quote we don't have room for Jimmy Olsen in our big pantheon of characters, but we can have fun with him, right? Says Snyder. And then he says, gl- glossing over the fact that, quote-unquote, have fun with involves recasting a, the most, one of the most beloved characters in, in the uh, comic book lore as a liar and then murdering him in cold blood on screen for Just everyone. shooting him in the face. Yeah. Uh, What's your response to that? It, it really, like, it, it bothered me to the core because really he just doesn't care. Yeah. You know, and, and Superman is a character you really need to care about the hope that he instills in people and how he is really the reflection of the best of what humanity offers, you know, because of how he was raised. And, and Jimmy Olsen is Superman's best friend. That's his pal. And, and so by killing him off, you, you know, first of all, you make a terrible joke saying let's have some fun with him in a terrible scene. And then second of all, you, you make it so that Superman is really alone for the exception of Lois Lane. And that's a terrible relationship when you see in the film. It's like it's right. really awkward. No chemistry. No reason for us to believe that these people are a couple except the fact that they have this really awkward tub scene that has Gosh. no business being in this PG-13 film that right. you know that's five to ten-year-olds are going to be watching. It's, it's just – I don't yeah, understand what I mean, he's doing. I, you, as someone who's read the comics, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy Olsen is not jacked, right? He's pretty skinny. <laughs> you know what? He's he's pretty skinny. You know, okay, like, well then, duh. I mean, then yeah. there's no yeah. room in this universe. Yeah, the bow tie yeah. doesn't fit around Jack people's neck. So that's, exactly, guess, he's got a right. literally a pencil neck. And so, I mean, what's the? I honestly, I don't see a point in him existing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, let's have some fun with him. It's just it'll be fun. <laughs> Shoot him in the face. Get the swirly. Yeah. 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 Now execute him. Is it's really cool? confusing because, above all, I mean, I know Snyder's films haven't been critically well received very much i mean i think you know i don't think he's broken the 90s on rotten tomatoes once in his career i mean i think that's, that's he's never passed 65 67. okay so i mean barely a recommend on, on most of the stuff but there is definitely a element of artistic flair to what he does and if you don't understand his sensibilities or like them then you're pretty much all out on everything he does but i feel like this didn't even have those Artistic agree. sensibility. I mean, there are maybe two totally sequences agree. in the yep. entire movie that feel like Snyder. The yep. other stuff feels just like a bad studio head telling him what to do. I mean, it just didn't feel inspired at all from a creative standpoint. It just felt like uh, Warner Brothers saying to him, okay, we have to make this movie, Batman versus Superman, now make it. And uh, that, that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't even feel yeah. like Snyder. No, and I, I can't even say that. Yeah, absolutely. I, like Man of Steel, I hate that movie, but you gave me one of the best superhuman fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. Right. And uh, and 300, you know, as an action scene is great. But in this one, 
the best the best action scene is the one involving Batman in the warehouse. Most people would say, mm-hmm. which is a complete ripoff of the Arkham video game series. Right, right. So that's not even an original thought that he had. I mean, the Batman Superman fight is literally just them shoving each other around, uh, and you know, one gaining the upper hand. There's no real exchange of blows. And then the right. Doomsday fight, I couldn't tell what's going on. The red lightning went everywhere. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I just want to reiterate, um, we did have, and Richard can attest to this or back me up on this, we had literally the biggest Batman fan on the planet on our <laughs> Batman v Superman episode, just mm-hmm. just to have a, a complete opposite of opinion as us. And uh, we tr- we tried, and I can honestly say with 100% confidence that I went into that film a hundred percent objectively, I'm gonna judge this for what I see in the next two and a half hours. Yeah, and that's I wanted it. to be good, kind of. Because Same. Yes. I like. I like sometimes when we look. I mean, it's it's funny to be. It would have been more entertaining for just for our show, right? If right. it was good and we were just stupid wrong, like that makes <laughs> right. our show better. Really? And so, yeah. And so, all and so, all we can do, Richard, is like I said before, is just tell you what we see and, and give you implications on release windows and promotion and how the studio is thinking and how they're pushing yes. this. And, and for the past year, every, you know, teaser trailer that we got and every, you know, official long extended trailer that we got, we broke down on the show and movie news and tried to and give our I, thoughts. And, 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 and we had the negative opinion back then. Yeah. And, and this just, I guess happens to be a case where we were right about it, but uh, it could have been the opposite, you know, and I would have fully come on this show and admitted that, wow, that was a really fun, entertaining movie, and I'm wrong, and, right. and there the is hope for this happen. franchise, you know? Now You See Me Too could be awesome. Sure. You know, and like, all the, like, maybe it'll be great, and that's, if it is, we're not going to, like, just, oh, we painted ourselves in this corner. That's a hilarious conversation to have if it's good. Right. Like, I had convinced um, myself that Cloverfield Lane was going to be incredible, and I mm-hmm. came on the show and didn't think I gave it a very favorable review, you know? Yeah. And so I just want to reiterate for the people that listen to the show a lot, or maybe not a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We really want to give you an honest opinion. Um, we ca- I care more about giving you an honest opinion or an honest recommend to where you can go to a movie and say, man, I'm glad I, I'm glad I listened to them on that. That was really good. Or that was really bad. You know, we really just want to tell it like it is. And that's, that's it. You know, I, I don't care if we were wrong about that about Batman v Superman. Right. And I would have taken the, the emails all day long, but uh, it seems we happen to be right, but it's just 10 more years of this from Snyder. And uh, oh, this, this movie has, oh, has made a it. lot of money. And I want to talk about some of the box office from last week, because a bit unprecedented, uh, the drop off that it suffered. Um, it was projected uh, on Friday to drop anywhere from 58 to 68%. Mm-hmm. And it ended up dropping sixty nine percent, and that's a that's a further drop off, or that's only a one percent uh, worse drop off than Fantastic Four from last year, mm-hmm. which, which was I like better than this. I did too, and that is saying something. <laughs> BVS, and, and, and for those who didn't listen to our episode, like the reason that's interesting, and the guy we had on a couple weeks ago to explain this, or last week, um, works for a studio. You know, apparently the number, the more we look into this, and we're all kind of interested in the business of this, um, is about 4X on these big blockbusters, what it needs to pull in yeah, I heard or that. to be worthwhile for the studio to do. 
So if something costs $250 million, it needs to make a billion worldwide to pay for, obviously, the budget, then the marketing, and then what they expect to make in margin uh, off right. that tent pool to pay for other movies and things like that. To make it right. worthwhile to make, it needs to make a bill. So um, this is going to hit that. I mean, it's not going to lose money for the studio, but it's a it's such a tent pool. It's something that pulled. I think it's it's they really plan on making, you know, the next three years worth of 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 profit of revenue for uh, off this, and I don't think they're going to get that. So it will be interesting if maybe they do pull Snyder. Uh, because of the the negative buzz, I, I I don't think they can. It's filming starts in a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. They've, I, they've totally hosed themselves with the way they've they built this whole thing. Like they're just they're just so chomping at the bit to get to catch up with with Marvel that uh, they've put themselves in the the most just from the get go of putting this entire franchise in the hands of of Zack Snyder. But now that you've done that. Maybe give it a little breathing space. Maybe maybe wait and see what things are like. See what especially, the mar- what the atmosphere is like out there before you jump right into another film. Especially if if and it may not be because I didn't think Avengers two was that great, right. uh, and so I don't want everyone to think we're just like one hundred percent. I'm team nothing. I don't I don't care. I don't even I don't even know who half the characters are in this thing. But if if Civil War is really good and makes yeah. a lot of money and has a lot of buzz, I mean that's just such a kick in the stomach. Yes. And they were supposed to release them at the same day. I know that. That's oh my gosh! Wild. Can you imagine that? And then, and then, and it was it was B versus Superman that was super chesty. And then Captain America was so good. The second one that oh, they yeah. totally caved. Yeah, it's so funny because you know Affleck <laughs> gets asked to be super. I mean, to gets asked to be Batman, and. He's thinking in his mind, of course, there's no way this can be, this can suck. You know, there's no way this can be worse than Daredevil. You'd think. Uh, Daredevil, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Batman v Superman, 29 on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Jeez. It's exponentially worse almost than Daredevil. And this, that's a- <laughs> yeah. this movie could have made an unprecedented $2 billion. You have the two. Yeah, most we and we said from the beginning it's going to make a lot of money because you could, it it could literally be like you know a snuff film of a clown getting murdered, <laughs> but if we call Batman versus Superman and it right. makes people will watch it. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's Batman right. v Superman. Yeah, that's what I hate when people say. I want to watch that other movie though. Well, that sounds it, better. It, it can't suck. Well, the clown. The clown is super jacked. <laughs> of course, oh, okay. people say it can't suck. It made one hundred fifty. Two hundred million dollars. Oh, it's that. opening weekend. Yeah. Well, you know what? People have to see it to know that it sucks. I know that's weird, it's, but it's the two biggest. <laughs> I mean, yes. the only thing bigger than that, those two characters is are like Jesus Christ, the Beatles, <laughs> Mickey Mouse, right, and probably Kanye. Yeah, just according to Kanye, that's the list. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, if, yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, it could be anything. It's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, out of curiosity, money. I'm just curious as to the people that you know, the professional movie critics that recommended this. It's, and and I've said this in our text messages this week, guys. Um, it has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do with Snyder's vision for how Superman could be perceived in the real world. It has nothing to do with Affleck as Batman or. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. It has everything to do with film technique. It has everything to do with editing. It has everything to do with cinematography. I mean, from a f- pure film aesthetic standpoint, 
like Ariel said, it's the most offensive movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Transformers, some of the later stuff from Transformers might have something that's, you know, uh, what was the last one called? I don't even remember. Dinobots versus. Okay. Age of, yeah. yeah. That one might be the, a worse offender, but I mean, as a professional critic, as people that, like myself, have majored in film and know what you're supposed to do, you know, that have sat through every Scorsese and every, you know, Francois Truffaut film and, and know what what's good and what's bad. The fact that they could recommend this is is confusing and and honestly concerning. I just don't understand <laughs> because how can you recommend it from a pure watchability yeah. standpoint? I mean, it's unwatchable. Man of Steel is watchable. I will. Yeah. I, it came on last night. I agree. It came on last night on FX or something, and I'm sitting in my bed at midnight, and that first thirty or forty minutes is pretty good. I'm not gonna it lie. Is. the The stuff on Krypton and Russell Crowe and like, and that's so fun. That's the highest degree of difficulty in that whole movie. And that's I talked about this on the other episode. That's the stuff Snyder nailed. The origin. And then like yeah. the fight scene. It, he couldn't figure out. It's so funny to me. Oh, he completely nailed the origin. You're right, and. Superman comes to Earth and he's a, he's working on a you know a shrimping boat or something and it's a great Bruce Springsteen song. It's it, I mean it is com- <laughs> Superman comes to Earth working on a shrimping boat. One of the best, yeah, one of his biggest hits. Yeah, it's I think. on Nebraska, I think it's on the Nebraska. It's you know what I mean. Like he, it seemed like he was on the right path and just kind of straight off it towards the end of Man of Steel. And you would think like Warner Brothers would sit him down and be like, "All right, well, we see what you're doing here in Man of Steel. We'll just do more of that, you know." And then he casts Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, and it's really <laughs> over I'm the top. Not opposed to that cast, like we make fun of Eisenberg because now you see me, and that's I mean, as we're one to do. Um, but I have no problem, and I I talked about this a little bit on that show, and I talked about it a little more today with a with a friend. You know, it's I have no problem with that casting. It's actually kind of inspired casting um, in a vacuum because, you know, you could you could very easily make Lex Luthor Mark Zuckerberg. And then you get the guy that plays Mark Zuckerberg to do it. And it's kind of cool. It's a little on the nose. But but then he had him do this insane performance. Yeah, it's just so odd. Like you could have him just be like, hey, remember when you were Mark Zuckerberg seven years ago? Just kind of do that again. Be the guy that every you know that was really smart at Harvard, but everyone picked on, and you want to ruin the world because of that. That's yeah, the yeah. take we're going to do on Alex. Right. Okay, you, done. you see Superman as the ultimate bully, this god exactly. that's walking among men. Exactly. So there's your inspiration. You know, you're smart. You're really smart, and you don't. You're never recognized for how smart you are, and you, you know you have tons of money because of. Blah, blah, yeah, that's blah. fine. But why? If you're going to go that route, why give yourself the out of, oh, he's Lex Luthor Jr.? As if to say, oh, hey, if this doesn't work out, if the fanboys go nuts over this, yeah, then we can always get whoever in here. You Did know. you guys see the report? The, the, the report was, yeah, that it was Eisenberg as Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. They were going to shoot in the face, and Cranston was already decided to be Lex Luthor. Yeah. No, I heard that too. Did he just bail early on? or They said he bailed early on, but Cranston was on uh, Howard Stern this past year promoting Trumbo, and Howard asked him about it, and Cranston says he never was officially approached, that that was just a internet thinking, who would be the a great Lex Luthor? Oh, Cranston was bald in Breaking Bad, so he would be a great Lex You know, like, it was never on paper. But, you know, after this film came out, I've seen a lot of stuff that, like, no, he was definitely going to be Lex Luthor, and they were going to make the announcement, like, the week after Breaking Bad ended. 
Yeah. And it never happened. And I don't know what, what that is, but it's extremely confusing. I mean, they just seemed like they had a backup plan if if some of this messed up. But I want to give props to friend of the show, uh, David Edelstein from Vulture and New York Magazine. And I want to read his review of the of the film. He says, It's a shame that Batman v Superman is also a storytelling disgrace. It has <laughs> It has six opening scenes and jumps so incessantly from subplot to subplot that a script doctor would diagnose a peculiar modern infection, quote unquote, disjunctivitis. <laughs> that is so great. It just, and I don't know Poetic. if if you listen to our show, Ariel, you know, I mean, it's just from location to location that it jumps to is really jarring. You know, it goes from. Africa to Metropolis, back to Gotham, back to Africa. I'm just, it's worse than the second Revenge of the Fallen Transformers, where they're like in the pyramids one second and then they're at the, uh, in LA at a college, you know, it just, right. It's kind of a disgrace at that point. But I do want to say Richard Roper recommended this and he says, quote unquote, when it sings, John of, Dawn of Justice is an absolute wonder. Oh my god! Like how? What? What were you mystified by? And I, I just don't. I don't know, guys. I, I, I'm at a loss for words, honestly. Now, I, I just can't. But Hans Zimmer has officially quit doing superhero movies forever. Now, after well, this, this, like, oh, that's, did he this, really? Yeah, yeah. He's never saying. doing another superhero movie. Like. Congrats, Snyder. You've <laughs> made one of the gr- the greatest maybe film composer of our generation besides John Williams is never doing a superhero movie again because of this. So, what was his reasoning? Just he didn't care for he's it? He's just or? done. Like, he's just, I'm, screw this, you know? I'm done. I don't know. Well, all the steroids Snyder made him do was pretty <laughs> rough on him, to be honest. Yeah. Just took its toll, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's Well, it's the long-term effects more than the short-term. <laughs> right. This leads yeah. me to my next topic. And I know this will get a rise out of you, Brian. Um, rumors floating around this past week that Snyder could be directing a standalone Star Wars film, the one that Stop. was abandoned by Josh Trank. No. Thoughts Stop about it. that? No, seriously. No chance. There's no chance. There's no chance that Disney slash uh, Lucasfilm slash JJ look at what's happening with I bet George I mean, Lucas really loves Yeah, that George fact. Lucas loves Batman v Superman. There's no <laughs> question. There's no question. He just, I mean, ooh, goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, but I don't think that the I don't think that the people who make these decisions now can possibly look at I mean, think about how quickly they they jumped off the Trank bandwagon and kicked him kicked him to the curb. And that was before the movie even came out. So yes, this movie made a lot of money, but that's not the Disney, Lucasfilm, they they seem to understand that the end goal is not just to make a lot of money. Like, you want to make a lot of money, yes, but you also need to put out a product that's not just good, but that is uh, that lives up to the legacy of the of the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what makes the difference, I think, to Star Wars versus versus this. This Batman v Superman is kind of like. I made this comparison in our in our text conversations. It's kind of like Twilight. Like Twilight made a ton of money, but it's not well respected, and people don't care for. I mean, it's just kind of forgotten. It's trash, and and that's you know that's just kind of what this is, unfortunately. Because I you know as again would love for Batman to be good. So 
there is no way that Disney looks at what Zack Snyder do- is doing with this and thinks, yeah, that's our guy. Like, we've got to get him in the in the fold here and uh, and do something with him. Yeah. But... Plus, dro- droids cannot do steroids. I know this for a fact. So I don't I don't really know <laughs> what Snoopy will look like. Yeah, but Chewbacca is going to be cut as crap. <laughs> get ready to avenge. Yeah, I mean, there's just rumors that, uh, you know, he's shooting Justice League 1 now. Justice League 2 will be complete by, you know, September, probably. Uh, that's uh, the most depressing thing Principal ever photography. <laughs> so that gives him, you know, between the release of Justice League, which comes out in 2018, I believe, and Justice League 2, 2019, that he's going to have time to do something else. And, <sighs> you know, there were moments when The Force Awakens was in production, and also this was that, Snyder and J.J. Abrams were tweeting back and forth, and Abrams tweeted, you know, a, pic, a video of the Millennium Falcon, and it zooms in real close, and there's a, you know, a Batmobile on the actual mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon, yeah. and things like that, and they're buddies. There's no yeah. doubting that Snyder and, and Abrams are buddies, and the bad robot people like Snyder, but I think it goes to what Brian was saying. It's Disney as a whole. What do they think? Right. And uh, that'll be that'll be something yet to be determined, but I mean, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it happens because think, there is still one standalone film that has no confirmed yeah. director, and we'll have think, to see. Think about the, the 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 mild backlash they got for for naming Trevorrow a director on uh, on episode eight, and that yeah. was after or nine episode nine, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's after Jurassic World was. I mean, Jurassic World is like 10 times the movie that Batman v Superman is. And then I don't like Jurassic World. So I can't, I just can't, I cannot believe in a Disney Lucasfilm Star Wars world where they think this is the way we need to go. This, all this buzz has been so good. Let's just keep it going. I, I just, there's no, I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm just saying, don't, don't be surprised because. It could happen, and it very might as well. I'm just excited for the scene when, like, look at Brian's face. (laughs) I'm I'm excited for the scene when, like, Kylo Ren like opens the door and there's the the urine jar there, like the mason jar. Like, I'm just so excited. Think about how jacked he's gonna make Kylo Ren, though. I mean, he was a skinny emo kid. Barely gonna fit on him. It's gonna look sick. You guys seen the pictures of uh, Ezra Miller? (laughs) He's he's getting pretty big. It's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. It seems. A, can we talk about that for yeah. a second? Because that seems to me, besides naming Snyder your head of the entire franchise, I think maybe the worst choice that they've made in this whole process is having a really good TV show for The Flash that works, it gets decent ratings, people really enjoy it, and being like, nah, that guy's not our Flash for the movies. He's only for TV. Like, right. that's a... I can't... I kind of... Despite all the the terrible signs that we have seen through this process, I still kind of can't believe that they went that far with that. One. It's it's crazy because you know they're trying to replicate Marvel. We've said that before. Marvel has you know Jessica Jones and Daredevil, and they've got Agents of Shield, and like it's fourth right. season now, and they're building all this you know behind the scenes and organically, and it's all tied into the movies, and it's really complex. And then DC comes out with the Flash show and Arrow. And even Gotham, and this 
You know, I mean, they're they're decently uh, Gotham less so, but they're well received among DC fans, and they mm-hmm. have a huge fan base. And basically, the, all that stuff fell right into Snyder's lap. Like, yeah. uh, here's an entire you know backstory for you that we've already done. And if you could just work this in, you know how organic that would feel to right. to get Ezra uh, into uh, what's his name, Brian Ezra Miller? Is that his name? Ezra Miller, yeah. Okay, I was going to say Levi Miller, but that's uh, the guy from from Pan, the little kid from Pan. Yeah, uh, Ezra Miller. Uh, you know, you cast him; it's just it's so natural and it works and it ties everything together and all that. You mean but... Grant Gustin? Yeah, sorry, I miss Grant Gustin is the Grant guy Gustin. on that's TV right. show. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller is the person they cast. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, but anyway, you know, to have Grant yes. Gustin in there, it would have just it would have fit. But right. it's almost like contradictory of what they're trying to build because right. now that none of the DC stuff from the shows is canon, so why watch it? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. well, there's there's a crazy out that they have because the Flash has already. Uh, established multiple universes, multiple Earths. So you can have Grant Gustin playing the Flash in his universe, playing the Flash in Earth 2 that they have set up in the show, and playing the Flash in the the DC Extended Movie Universe. Like, it works. It's already built in. Yep. It's it's foolproof, and they just didn't do it. Yeah. It's just another misstep, I think. It's another missed opportunity. Uh And I think it kind of caught them off guard in a way. You know, they probably gave Snyder the go-ahead to, hey, yeah, find your Flash. Find whoever you want. Write the script, you know. And lo and behold. Is he doing the Flash? Like, is he, or is it just Justice League? I mean, he's he's doing Justice League 1 and 2. But, I mean, Snyder is basically the the Feige of this entire thing where he's going to have an influence over the rest of, of what happens. And so, I mean, like I said. Oh, yeah, the the guy from... Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Kill Hunter, and uh, Pride and Prejudice, and Zombies. The writer of those, oh, okay, those of gems. those books and the films. Are yeah, the, Seth Graham, whatever. Yeah. It just sucks that. Uh, I mean, honestly, the most Dark exciting Shadow. part about this is Wonder Woman, and uh, that's really what they have to build up to. Sadly, is is a great Wonder Woman standalone, which I never thought I would say. <laughs> But it makes me concerned that, like, they're not even going to work Suicide Squad into this now. Like, they, they just kind of want it to be its own thing. I don't, reports, I don't even maybe know. Maybe it'll be decent. Yeah, reports say Suicide Squad uh, in the timeline predates Batman v Superman. Okay. Which doesn't make sense because that means Batman should have killed every single person <laughs> on that roster already. I just don't get With it. With an Uzi. Like, With really an Uzi. aggressively, yeah. Yeah, and there's a hint, and there's a—I mean, they show it for, like, 12 seconds, the— uh robin suit that has the joker riding all over it yeah so maybe the batman film we get after this the standalone batman film is a prequel to batman vs superman which would make no sense and nobody snyder, would want to see yeah snyder already said that that happened 10 years ago so you'd have to de-age ben affleck a couple of years so we'll never get robin in this new i mean franchise, I guess. um the traditionally that robin is the the second uh, person to put that on that costume. Oh, and that's who Joker killed. And the original Robin is still alive, and he becomes Nightwing. Oh, okay. You're yeah. Right. So Richard, you can cue that voice now for me. For that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oops, I had to... It almost seems as if Christopher Nolan was setting this up for Snyder. You know, end end of Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Like, hey, mm-hmm. 
you know, I've set this, the table for the next Batman franchise perfectly. Right. And Snyder was like, he's Joseph nah. Gordon-Levitt is not jacked enough at all. <laughs> we need, we need Affleck, you know, barely CrossFits. Like he does like acrobatic <laughs> stuff, not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like saying the, rib- the ribbon dance. There was of CrossFit. what I was saying about the shows is there was such an opportunity to like, wow, this, you know, had you cast Gordon-Levitt as, as the new Batman and this is nothing against Affleck, but just to, just to do that would be like, man, this entire franchise goes back to, you know, Batman Begins. Like, you could seriously watch Batman Begins and end on Justice League Part 2, and it would all feel like canon in one story. But, you know, they obviously wanted to go for a different direction. But missed opportunity, and uh, I wouldn't have done it that so way many, if it was me. So many bad choices. Dude. But let's hope he doesn't uh, get involved with Star Wars because, like I said, we do not need to see what a jacked BB-8 looks like. It won't be pretty. I can promise you that. It's going to be really awkward, just like a really jacked guy with just Boba Fett's helmet on him. <laughs> like, none of the like, armor the missing fits, property. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just... Um, the fallout continues for BVS. Uh, actually, BVS and Butthead, I like to call it. <laughs> and it... Uh, it shall continue, but it might be it might be out of the theaters before we know it. Honestly, I mean, it might be out of the theaters by the time Civil War even comes out. That's weird to say, but I'm uh, tired of talking about it. To be I'm honest, I'm done. With you. This like, is it. I know. I know people are tired of us of us trashing it, and that's fine because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like it, I don't think I'll until the end of the year when we do our worst of the Best year. Of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the next time that I'll think about it. Like, so. Uh, speaking of, of being done, um, officially done in the, in the box office is the force awakens and it came out on Blu-ray and DVD today. And we had a lot of debates previously on the show prior to its release, that it would be the biggest film of all time. And, uh, final numbers I see, I think it's still playing in overseas in Asia. So there's Mm. still a little bit of time, but, uh, it, it right now ranks in at third all time worldwide. Wow. Uh, with 2.06 billion, uh, ranking beta- behind Titanic with 2.1 billion, and Avatar with 2.7. And I think that's what I said uh, mm. previously predicting it. I said, I yeah, think it'll make 2 it. billion. And I said, it might even make 2.5. But that extra 200 million after 2.5 is yeah. is extremely hard to get. And yep, I mean, you nailed it. And, and we. I mean, Star Wars The Force Awakens was a freaking huge movie. I mean, after that came out, I, I lived pretty close to a theater, maybe a mile away from a theater, and I drive by it every day on my way home from work. And for probably a month or, you know, through January, every time I drove by the theater, every weekday, at night, in the morning, the parking lot was completely packed. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Star Wars. I mean, I just, I mean... Just looking back at Avatar, like, holy crap, you know? <laughs> like, if Star Wars can't beat it, what can? Honestly, if The Force yeah. Awakens can't beat it, what can? Maybe Episode Eight. Do you think Episode Eight has a better shot now because the hype is uh, so – it was so I good? Think so. Don't I don't think, think so? so. I think that's – I think we may be looking at – I again, I was on Team Star Wars is going to be the biggest movie of all time. So, I, you know, totally wrong. Uh, I think Avatar might be, like – DiMaggio is 56 like I just I that seems because Star Wars should have done it like that should have been the movie that, it's that so crushed weird that record it has literally it no cultural so. impact 
Yeah, eight, I know. Eight years later. It's like, so Titanic, weird. Titanic is referenced more yeah. in the zeitgeist than that. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the thing is, Star Wars kind of resigned itself to lose that that battle. They they kind of announced that April, you know, whatever is the day we're releasing the Blu-ray. When Avatar was like, let's let's send it out again, like a few months right. later. And so I, I truly believe if if Star Wars wanted that title, they'd have it. Yeah, but, I, I, you're right. They probably did release it more, and people thinking about going to see it again and looked up when it was coming out be like oh it's coming out in two weeks on blu-ray let's just wait you know or whatever absolutely or pre-ordered it on digital which came out a week before right but i will say brian you were right it may it's number one domestically all time yeah. with and nine th- nine hundred million and it beat right. avatar by 200 million uh, domestically it's a huge deal i'm looking at the percentages avatar's domestic percentage was only 27 percent of its whole take Wow. Whereas Star Wars is is forty five percent, so I would dem- look the money is money's money, but domestic money means more than overseas money in the grand scheme of things. It's it's immediate money. It's uh, typically it's a little more like merchandising money, things like that. Like it makes it. I would I would guess that every single big blockbuster film that gets put out would rather have. You know, a much higher take from uh, from domestic than than overseas. It, it just means more. So that's it, it. Wrapped up all those things pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, man, it's it's impressive. But uh, number eleven all time in the U.S. Shrek two. <laughs> <laughs> There's some random Deadpool now ranks thirty first all time domestically. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh it's gross. This, these charts and just Deadpool has made more money domestically than Furious Seven did and Transformers yeah. Dark of the Moon. Yes. Wow. And uh, Lord of the Rings the Two Towers. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. So here's I'm looking at the worldwide gross top eleven. Okay, I want to read eleven. So number one, Avatar, number two, Titanic, number three, Force Awakens, number four, Jurassic World, number five, The Avengers, number six, Furious Seven, Rest in Peace Ball Walker. Number seven, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number eight, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Number nine, Frozen. Number 10, Iron Man 3. Okay, those all make sense, right? Like, that's, that's okay, yeah. That, you could probably guess those if we sat down and, and uh, made a list. Number 11, Minions. <laughs> well, duh. <Gosh. laughs> Kent just had an aneurysm and died. I hate He's the so Minions. Angry. I hate them so much. <laughs> I want them to go away forever. So There's no point. So funny, yeah. Minions just edges out Transformers Dark of the Moon. All they did was rip off the aliens from Toy Story <laughs> and made them into a movie. Like, it's the same. Oh, <sighs> well, it makes me so happy how angry it makes you. <laughs> it's so, it's. Hey, man, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. 
Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. I, I th- we got an email or a few. I went on a rant last summer about minions, and we got a few <laughs> minion sympathizers out there. I just, I hope you can live with this. No. I hope you sleep well tonight, minion yeah. sympath, like loving with all your right. minion merch around you and your minion <laughs> sheets. Have fun. Can't help, can't help you suffocate yeah. it. I hope you do. They go to Even, bed in a yellow yeah. turtleneck and a over overalls. <laughs> right. Wearing goggles. Yeah. We did like. I mean, look, you do a show. People, they're always. If you have any kind of opinion, and we we pride ourselves on actually having opinions and not doing like Mike and Mike for movies. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, subtle shot. Yeah. yeah. Yes, shots, Richard. Shots fired. All right, all right, Brian. Greatest. All right, one question. Question of the day on your Subway Fresh Day Hotline. Greatest, <laughs> greatest NFL football team ever. Well, it's tough, Richard. I mean, there's a there's a lot of choices out there. A lot of gotta, good teams. You got to pick one. Got to pick one. Uh, I would say uh, they're all pretty good. They're all yeah, they're all good I teams. Say you're right. I, I'd say thirty two yeah. way tie. There's, Great job, Brian. We'll be right back. <laughs> um, anyway. Eat fresh. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome, Mike. All right. <laughs> Sorry, um, but you know you're always going to get. The opposite. We get emails and tweets all the time, but that's great. We like it. It's it's you're you're we are entitled to our opinion, as are you entitled to yours, and we think you're you're very smart, and I hope that you think we are too. <laughs> um, but the uh the minion one were like vicious, like they have yeah. fans, but like yeah. they were mean, yeah, and just they, could not understand why a bunch of right. guys in their twenties and thirties were not <laughs> in this film. Like, well, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. They, awesome. hurt, they hurt my feelings quite deeply, to be honest with you. It was yeah. Tough. It, it was, was weird when they, vicious. yeah, when they burned your lawn, right. that was like a little yeah. too far. Yeah. Well, the minion that tried to kidnap my child, I just felt like was really over the top. That was just taking it too far. <laughs> well, we have filled uh, half the show with Batman v Superman ranting once again. So what we do treasures will have to wait another week. I but... vow to not talk about this, that movie on this show Again, until it doesn't. Until the end of the year. Okay. All right. Like that's. I'm, let's I'm do that. Done. I want to be done until end of the year. Or All right. Officially. <laughs> okay. So let's move on and let's talk what's coming later this year. And uh, we should start with next week uh, with the Jungle Book, and uh, that comes out uh, April the fifteenth and wide release. John Favreau directing with uh, Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, and Idris Elba in the roles and it's crazy because they apparently shot this entire thing on a in a sound stage like they didn't wow. even go outside once for this movie <laughs> so i'm excited wow. to see how they it's do impressive. it and there and there were moments i've heard favreau said he would get back dailies or get back concept art and say he would tell him make it look less good you know because <laughs> uh it was all cg and he said, make, make it look more real, make it look less pretty, you know. Mm. And it's getting decent word of mouth uh, right now. We'll have to see how it does. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if there's actually a market for this. I think Cinderella came out this time around last year. It made a decent amount, but no one has talked about it since. I'm just wondering if that'll be the case for this. Considering we're getting a Jungle Book Origins movie yeah. with uh, – Andy Serkis in the director's chair yeah. uh, next year. Mm. But uh, we'll be doing a full review of The Jungle Book. Uh, I'm hoping soon. good things. It looks 
visually incredible. So I'm hoping that uh, it lives up because the Jungle Book is one of my favorite animated Disney movies. And so I would love for uh, I would love for this to be a, a, a decent. Uh, take on that i think so too next week we also have barbershop the next cut which i'm i've pre-ordered <laughs> my seats is there any we movie we need, and everything is there a movie we need less than another you know another, is funny? that it's just an excuse to get Nicki minaj in a movie is that all so. we're doing my uh my my mother who's who's no longer with us was uh very very irish and very very catholic and for some reason loved the barbershop films and i still to this day don't i never got an answer on that it haunts me at night i'll never forget taking a girl in high school on a date to see beauty shop the oh, sequel man. with queen latifah man yeah. yeah that's some game right there that's one of those times where you're like all right we're just gonna make out anyway so let's just go see something you know and i don't remember nothing but... i did the same the last week with my girlfriend but i took her to b versus superman and we just stared at each other Oh, so romantic. Then right before I went in for the kiss, I was like, your name is, mother's name is Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I forgot about that. All around you, children were crying. So, really. (laughs) thought we were done talking about it. I thought we were done. Apparently not. (laughs) My goal to keep bringing it back. (laughs) So, that same week, we also have Criminal, starring Kevin Costner, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Gary Oldman. Stop. I I thought we were past this Ryan Reynolds. Like... We can't. I. Uh, I think cannot he's in have that it. for like thirty seconds. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's true. No, no more ever for the next. At least for the next twenty years, body switch, switching movies. We're out. <laughs> can't. We can't do it anymore. I. It's an instant out. Plus, even we if can get I, Cage and Travolta back together. <laughs> Face off too. Oh, how great would that be? Yes, hundred percent. As a Netflix thirteen part series. Oh gosh. gosh. How have they not made Face Off into a TV show on CBS <laughs> yet? <laughs> How has that not happened? We got in a rush hour show. And probably get everybody. I mean, that's true, but you could probably get everybody involved to do that show if you had the right amount of money. I think you could do. Just saying. Like, even. (laughs) Trollta would do it. He'll do anything. No doubt. Nicolas Cage, you could probably get for scale. I heard a. uh, I think a fan actually wrote us in, or a listener, on an email and said, What about Nicolas Cage as Lex Luthor? What would you have thought about that? Because he's just psycho enough and kind of weird. He loves the Superman. He's a Superman freak. He like yeah, to and he was his, supposed his to be Superman. His son's name is Jor-El, I think. I think I'm serious. Yeah. I think his yeah. kid's name is Jor-El. That would have been an interesting direction to go, but obviously they didn't go that, that route. Uh, the week after next, we have The Huntsman Winter's War, which I'm uh, all out on. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we need to stop with these. Uh, I, I don't understand how it's getting made. Yeah. I don't did the first one do well? Like, I didn't feel like the first one made much of a cultural impact, let alone a, a uh, well. I know box it. Office. I know it didn't make a cultural impact. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, eh, all right, overseas again, but it made four hundred million. So I guess four hundred million. <sighs> so I guess we get another one. This looks terrible. It looks terrible, and I love every single person involved with that film. And I could not. It's. Why I saw the trailer again yesterday, and I just. Super confused and kind of powered down. I mean, you'd think those people would know better, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You would think. <laughs> of course. It'll make yeah. money. Uh, it's got a decent cast. You know, it's got uh, Charlie Theron and Chris Hemsworth and Emily Blunt, Jessica Chastain. 
they got rid of the uh, Twilight Girl, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, vis- the visuals look good. good I have a higher hope for it than I did, say, for Cinderella or for the Oz movie that came out a few years ago. Batman v Superman and Batman. V. <laughs> I mean, visually stunning, and it's got people that I enjoy involved, and uh, it's a story that I guess I could be into. Um, it makes it's kind of already a makes more to, sense. It's a prequel to Snow White, I guess it is. I as a, it's a as prequel a rule, to the previous film, I guess. As a rule, I am out on all live action fairy tale movies. I just I cannot. I I've tried. I can't. Well, the next couple of years are going to be rough. <laughs> I know. I just can't summon any interest in any. And Cinderella, I, I like Cinderella. That was very solid film. Uh, but the rest of them are just. I think even when they're not bad, they just don't. They don't do Kenneth Branagh just do all of them. It's like so perfect. That's for very him. true. Yeah, yeah. I think Peach Dragon could be fun because that's a yeah, kids movie. That's anyway. a little different. That's more of the Jungle Book variety. I think like take the live action of a Disney movie or what. Like that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. It's the it's just the fairy tale aspect for whatever reason. Like I just can't I can't get excited about it at all. The, well, all the Alice in Wonderland movies. The Oz is kind of in that same, but it just doesn't. It just it doesn't grip me. We're What's getting the over under. Yeah. Over under on what is action Shrek. I don't know. Yeah. Over under on the years. Who can knows? Kevin, can Kevin James do a Scottish accent? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Melissa McCarthy as Ogre Fiona. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, man, wow. we just made Winner. a lot of money. Just made a lot of money. Speaking of that, the boss. Jay Farrow as Donkey. All the greats. Well, Jay Farrow as Eddie Murphy as Donkey. <laughs> yeah. Eddie wouldn't do it. Even Eddie was like, yeah. No, yeah. I did Norbit, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> Y'all excited about the boss next week? With I Wilson mean, McCarthy? I've got, I'm, as soon as I leave this podcast, I'm going to go start my camp out. So. <laughs> I would rather watch Bruce Springsteen mow his lawn. Like, boss. <laughs> I'd rather just sit and watch Bruce like do chores but, around the house. Right, but you ones. you would have to be 500 yards away as per the court order. By That's the way, true. Richard Springsteen is playing a show as we speak I'm, in Dallas. Why are I, you not there? About, he's about, with you? He's about, uh, I'm about a quarter mile from AAC now. And I can. He's playing, a, he's playing Hungry Heart, like as we are I talking. I know, I'm not there. I'm very sad. It's, uh, I would be there if I was in town, that's for sure. I thought I was going to be out of town. That's why I didn't go, and it turns out I'm out of town next weekend. But so, that's okay. So the, the end, boss it, will never die, so I'll see him again. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, breaking news, guys. Did he knee slide too hard into a yeah, giant just, amp? Sample, sample too, much one, awesomeness two, three, for, <laughs> too much awesomeness for one heart to contain. So. Well, it's about a coal mine. The end of April comes around uh, the 29th, and we have the release of Keanu, which is Key and Peele's feature-length debut uh, about a cat, a gangster cat that they want to get, but also stars uh, Will Forte as well. And um, this could be interesting. Maybe, you know, Key and Peele, the show on Comedy Central, very funny show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not... They're not doing it anymore. Uh, they're moving towards this, towards movies. And this, I guess, kind of be the, the way to judge whether they have a potential or future in making feature-length films. So mm-hmm. it's got a lot. they got a lot riding on this, I think. Anybody uh, anticipating it at all? No? Keanu? Who's Will Forte? 
Okay. <laughs> get off the show right I'm now. Hanging up on you. <laughs> that same week, we have uh, Mother's Day, which nope. is like a Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Oh, can we be done with I these? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, oh, that's man. a thing. Uh, Gary Marshall at the helm. Oh, gosh. And uh, stars Jennifer Aniston, Julia Roberts. And At least Jason his sister Sudeikis. had the dignity to just leave our lives and just go to Cobra <laughs> Games. But That's Gary, true. we still have to deal with creatively. And yeah. Gosh, these movies make money. What's happening? I don't. These are terrible. They're terrible. Please stop. So is it another one where everyone's in it for like three and a half minutes? And they I guess. Yeah. There's got to be. The names on this are insane. Yeah. Or the amount of names. Yeah, yeah oh, he did fine. Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and now Mother's <laughs> gosh. Day. Gosh. New Year's Eve was not did not make a lot of money, so maybe Jennifer Aniston, Julia Roberts, Kate Hudson, Jason Sudeikis, oh gosh. Uh, John Lovitz. That's probably the biggest name. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> mother. Um, Margot Martindale, future American nice. treasure, Margot Martindale. Yes. Mm-hmm. And wow, that is pretty solid. Sarah Chalk, or as I like to refer to her, Becky Number Two, for you Roseanne <laughs> fans out there. <laughs> We have, uh, moving into May, the only movie coming out May 6th uh, and wide release is uh, Civil War. I don't think anyone's trying to go against that. (laughs) I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to try, much like Batman v Superman did. I think it's going to be bigger than Age of Ultron. I don't know if it's going to be bigger than than, uh, The Avengers was, but I think it's going to be absolutely freaking huge. This is my most anticipated movie of all time. Like. Really? As, uh, yeah, as, as as much as you guys are Star Wars fanatics, and that's kind of, um, you know, brands me a heretic. But this, I I love the Mar- Marvel's, you know, Marvel comic books are my thing, and uh, that that scene when they're just molly whopping Iron Man, that just yeah. warmed my heart. I, he's such a <laughs> he's such wait. a jerk. So I, I, have, I can't uh, wait. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Who's gonna win? Who has the advantage? I have no idea what's gonna happen. So I'm going in it from that perspective of just. I have no idea who's going to win, who's going to come out alive, which characters are going to be well, gone forever. Well, you did forever. read the subtitle, obviously. <laughs> Just like it's Dawn of Justice, it's, uh, you know, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, but don't, parentheses, but don't worry, we're friends in the end. So. <laughs> the, the tagline on the poster is so epic. It's Captain America Civil War tagline, united we stand, divided we fall. Like how yeah. perfect is that? Nice. Like yep. they couldn't have made it any more perfect if they tried. Uh, that is that is awesome, and I cannot I, wait. Yeah, the the graphic novel, the the story, it was like a seven issue story. It's it's the best and biggest you know um, event that's happened in comics in the last ten to fifteen years. So for mm-hmm. them to, to and to take the Russo brothers who just you know knocked yeah, Winter Soldier out no. of the park, like this is you know this is a best case scenario for Marvel. Like they couldn't have pictured this slate better than to come here and uh, have civil war with this cast because chris evans has just been uh a revelation since um since yeah. winter soldier yeah you right. know uh and robert downey jr is of course perfect for iron man so this is literally like their best case scenario this is the best possible outcome for the civil war movie mm-hmm. yeah i agree it's we we always thought that spider-man would never be a possibility in in this marvel mcu cinematic universe and you know, lo and behold, they were Disney, Marvel, or Marvel Studios worked out something with Sony. You know, a split where hey, Spider-Man could be in this. We could split maybe the proceeds or whatever, and work out kind of a deal. What if they get to the point 
you know, after Justice League, I mean, after uh, Infinity War Part 2, the Avengers Infinity War Part 2, and Justice League Part 2 is over, they're, they're ending around the same time. What if they're just like, screw it, let's do DC versus Marvel and just split like <laughs> four billion bucks and have all the, the Avengers versus the Justice League? Like, how awesome would that be? Just from a, I don't know, just from a fanboy perspective, like that would be so fun to talk about and anticipate and and uh, predict what's going to happen there. But I mean, that would be a huge. Ariel, are you breathing? Are you okay? Uh, my chest kind of hurts a little bit, and there's okay. shooting pains in my left arm. But uh, here's the catch. Deep breath. Here's you the have catch. A paper bag handy. Directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh, I knew. I knew oh. someone was going to say that. That's just yeah. mean, Kent. Yeah. Jeez. Well, so who opens the door and gets the piss jar in this movie? Is it Thor? <laughs> Yeah, but it's Asgardian. It's yeah. Asgardian oh, P. Yeah, he's the only one that can pick it up and pour it out. So everyone else is bad because he just won't. Yeah, some Gosh, comic relief in here, man. Jeez, there's like a green Hulk P. Like I don't know. It's just uh, I this will never like, happen. But man, your body looks really good. You, you know, know what's Hulk's uh, like? And he's like, here's the secret. I'm always jacked. I promise this is the last episode we'll talk about Batman v Superman in, but another thing from Snyder that came out, I mean, that we learned this past week, he said, yeah, I just, I always wanted to work with Holly Hunter, so I wrote this role and put her in this movie. <laughs> like, that was literally his only reason for having that fan, character. Just like me. Yeah. Just love Holly Hunter, and this is the perfect movie for her to be in. Like, that's the most unnecessary plot line character maybe what we've ever he, had like, in DC. What did he even write? There was like nothing to the character. The piss I... scene, like the the, the <laughs> pee in the in the jar, was the whole climax of the entire Batman v Superman storyline. Was a jar of pee in a court table uh, in a courtroom. I I mean, I just you can't script it any better than that. I almost pulled a Richard in that moment and walked out. I, if I didn't have a <laughs> podcast and I need to watch the whole thing, I would have walked out maybe five six times. Well, that's overrated. Don't don't let ever that let that stop you. It's funny because. <laughs> You can tell it's pee in the thing, and like it says urine on the label, but then the reveal, like when she's turning the jar, what? Like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh. and she's like trying to, she's like, well, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is awesome. Um, but let's move on. Uh, May thirtieth, May twentieth, actually, we have a double dose. Uh, we have Angry Birds the movie. Classic already. Awesome. Fired up. And yeah. timely. Ti- very timely. Yeah. She could have come at a better time. The Angry yeah. Whopper now it Pro- Probably the <laughs> most relevant movie of the year, I would say. I'm looking forward to the just R-rated in, in, in 2021. I'm excited about the R-rated just gritty Fruit Ninja <laughs> movie where, you know, it's it's uh, Keanu Reeves and some samurai swords and he's going through a jungle swiping fruit off the, I just can't yeah. wait. I'm 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 psyched for Usain Bolt to transition over to film for the Temple Run film. <laughs> oh my God. Stoked! That is not a bad idea. That could make money. Uh, we also had that weekend Neighbors Two: Sorority Rising, starring uh, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Zac Efron, and Seth Rogen. Uh, the All Star cast. I like to say. <laughs> And the the poster. I hated neighbors. Like the more I get away from it, I just hate neighbors. I hated it at the time. I thought it was not funny at all. Uh, the poster is a thong hanging on a fence post. So that's classic, classy, classy, yeah. and classic and iconic. Actually, I mean that we'll you'll <laughs> right. see that in yeah, in uh you know in my uh 
yeah. my movie theater when I I, when I, I built it. I think uh, I think Drew Struzan did the the artwork. <laughs> <for the film. laughs> what if he did? <laughs> That's his signature at the bottom. <laughs> Struzan. <laughs> uh, God, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, the week after, um, X Men Apocalypse, uh, Brian Singer's X Men Apocalypse, which is kind of anticipate. Like, is it anticipated? I'm very excited about that movie. I know that our guest is not excited about it, so I want to uh, give him him a chance. I will say this: the trailers don't look great <laughs> for that movie. I, I'm kind of judging it based on I really love the X Men. That was besides Batman. Uh, X-Men is is easily my favorite superhero growing up. I love I love the the cartoon and the action figures and all that sort of stuff. Um I'm kind of judging it based on I think the characters are really good. I think Brian Singer's done a couple of really solid X-Men movies and just trusting that they actually know what they're doing because the trailers look kind of kind of lame. But I know Ariel's not yeah, a fan ahead, of X-Men in general. I mean, I don't think Brian Singer has made a good movie since X2. And, you know, that one's not exactly the most. I didn't uh, know that anybody didn't like Days of Future Past until I started listening to you talk, to be honest. Because I, I love I actually I really like that movie. I think it's very good. But I I have heard more people in the, in the last uh, few weeks say they're not fans. So it's it's that surprised me. Well, I, Days of Future Past doesn't make any sense. Like when you. In the movie, in and of itself, and the decisions they made to put in the movie, uh, that's why I didn't like it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then for this one, I was willing to go in with a clean slate because Apocalypse is a great story. You reset the universe after Days of Future Past. And um, first of all, like Jennifer Lawrence should not be the lead in this film. Mystique is a is a boring mutant with boring powers that has no business being on the front lines. Um, Wolverine's not is going to be barely in this movie, which is a shame. Your your four horsemen. You chose the four most powerful mutants in that universe, which means there's no real struggle between Apocalypse and and the X Men. Like mm-hmm. to combat Apocalypse, you need Storm, you need Magneto, because he's so powerful. And the cool thing about the horsemen is you he would take Gambit, he would take Wolverine, he would take Sabretooth, he would take these vicious and is visceral. This still mutants. English? I'm sorry, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's. I mean, I, I'm speaking. We're, you know, we're getting. We're getting Storm. Uh, they're getting a new Storm, aren't they? It's yeah, a, but she's she's the villain. Oh, really? Okay. She's on the side of Apocalypse, and okay. so is Magneto. Okay. So it's like you have these crazy powerful, like the most powerful mutants you can come across against a bunch of kids, and that's the premise you're starting us off with, like mm-hmm. the most powerful mutant in history with a guy who can control the magnetic spheres of the planet and someone who can literally control the weather. And shoot lightning from her fingertips against a guy who can't open his eyes without red glasses and a girl who cries when she tries to read someone's mind. Like it just it, uh, it's a shame because this could have been great. It might be. I, I could be wrong, but I just I have a bad feeling about it. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting perspective because I, I go in with no knowledge of the, the origin at all or the uh, what it's supposed to be. But I'm excited because, uh, you know, Matthew Vaughn did good work resetting X-Men with first class. And I enjoyed uh, days of future past and uh, you know, singer has regained my trust after the Jack, the giant killer fiasco and all that. Oh, gosh. And uh, Oscar Isaac is obviously peaking right now with X Machina and star Wars. And mm-hmm. you know, this coming out soon, 
And I love, 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 love Fassbender as Magneto. Oh, I do and too. we we get to yeah. see uh, James McAvoy's sort of transition from Charles Xavier to Charles Xavier, the uh, you know Professor X that we know and love. And then they added some people here. They've added uh, Sansa Stark, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey, and they've added um, uh, Olivia Munn as well as Psylocke, who's also a villain. She's a villain. Okay, mm-hmm. and they've added. Uh, who else? Cody Smith McPhee as Nightcrawler. It's so, a huge cast. There's a, a big, lot big time of cast. moving parts there. Yeah. So a big, big movie, and it'll be competing against the uh, fourth week of Civil War and Neighbors Two, and uh, Free Bird. I mean, uh, Angry Birds or Free mm-hmm. Birds Two. I mean, I can't wait for Free Birds Two personally, but <laughs> hopefully that comes uh, down the pipeline pretty soon. But no, uh, I mean, I'm excited for it, and uh, it's actually. Pretty anticipated for me, but that same weekend is Alice Through the Looking Glass. I know Richard will be there opening. He's excited. Tony, I think it's going to be good. That's I, a I sleeper. It's a sleeper for me. I don't. I hate that first one. Uh, for something about this one, it's. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be, you know, ninety nine percent around tomatoes or anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's like seventy five. Yeah, yeah. I I think so. I think it could be could be better. Uh, that's not saying much, but it does star Alan Rickman in a role. Maybe the last Alan Rickman that we get uh, in some capacity, whether it's voice work, I don't know, but he is on the uh, on the list. But the week after that, on June third, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Yeah, baby. Which it's I'm sad. Ex- it's sad to like <laughs> fully say with confidence that it will be better than Batman Superman. Like, oh, it will. The <laughs> second sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be more watchable and more enjoyable than than BVS. And that is that's sad. That's sad to say because it'll be so cheesy and over the top. And uh, I mean, it's freaking Ninja Turtles. Well, you know, you can go almost any direction with it, but they're pulling out all the stops with Bebop and Rocksteady and uh, Baxter Stockman. Or Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman and uh, Krang will be involved in this one as well. You I'll know make... who Krang is, right? Who in this? It's Fred Armisen. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But it's weird uh, camera work, Fred Armisen, like Zoolander too. Yeah, he's like kid. <laughs> he's a he's a child. And it's Seamus <laughs> as either Bebop and or Rocksteady Kent. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I like WWE Seamus. Fame. Yeah. yeah. League of Nations. We saw yet? him win the title this past weekend. <laughs> I'm excited about that, but um, I mean, it can't. I mean, not not very high expectations for it, but it could be a fun, stupid movie, summer movie, and it might make a decent amount. But it is competing with Apocalypse the week before, and uh, again, Civil War. But that same week, we have the Lonely Island debut <laughs> on screen <laughs> with a uh, friend of the show, Jorma Tacone, in the director's chair. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, we need to have him on the show to talk MacGruber and other things eventually. But uh, it's called Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. <laughs> and uh, I will like to say a lawsuit is coming because Richard and I made a pop star mockumentary like 10 years ago, literally. Over 10, yeah. yeah called Troublemakers. Yeah. And um, TM. it's about a uh, boy band who thinks they're awesome but are actually terrible. And uh, or, or that we were kind of awesome. Too, we were right? awesome in our own way, right? Yeah, understated. But uh, Lonely Island, I'm 
don't care much for them. I like the digital shorts. They're fun, but like the four albums they put out, like it was fine. Uh, there are some, some funny moments with Lonely Island with, uh, you know, I'm on a boat was funny for about a week. Uh, I think like a boss is pretty funny. Natalie's rap is funny with Natalie Portman. There's some, there's some standout stuff. Yeah. You're forgetting Jack Sparrow, which is probably the greatest bit in the history of that would have been a better bit if it wasn't Jack Sparrow. Like if it had been about something like to have Michael, to have Michael Bolton in in the Lonely Island is funny, but I just don't care about Pirates of the Caribbean. No, that's why it's great. Yeah. Future American treasure, Michael Bolton, by the way. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> Office space. Greatness. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that comes out uh, June the 3rd. Have we got a trailer on that yet? I haven't yes, seen it. Yes, we have. Yeah, we have. Okay. All right. It's a hard R and could be yeah, funny. You got to see the trailer, Brian. All right. I'll check it's... it out. So, June 10th, much anticipated for the show. <sighs> we have The Conjuring 2. No. We have <laughs> Duncan Jones's Warcraft. No, no, no. Uh, no. Excited about that one, Ariel? Warcraft? That is my least anticipated movie of the year. Because <laughs> I have to go watch it for the podcast, and it's just going to be a slog. Like, Yeah. I, I don't even think Warcraft fans aren't even excited for this. No. <laughs> no. This is like 15 yeah. years too late. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, 15 years too late, and... And it looks awful. It looks worse than the video game does. I'm really That's bummed possible. about that. I don't care about Warcraft, but I love Duncan Jones. I think he's a gr- he could be a great director, and he has spent so much time working on this, and it's yeah. awful. Tough and year for Duncan. Be- oh yeah, yeah David Bowie, and then this, like, wow. Yeah. Um, and then Gaga tribute at the Grammys. Yeah, <laughs> Lady Gaga just <laughs> pooed all over his parade. <laughs> so uh, we lead up to. Now you see me too, on June the tenth, and this is the most anticipated movie, in in the uh, in the podcast, and uh, so you know we have X Men Apocalypse at the beginning of May, and then not even a month later, the Four Horsemen return, Gosh. and uh, now you see me too. I mean that's a lot of work for the Four Horsemen. They what if have it's just mixed universe? What if it's Apocalypse? And then the rest of the four horsemen from now you see. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo has the blue face paint and yeah. everything. Uh, I, I'm so excited for this. We get oh the closer have, you get to Apocalypse, the less you'll see. Just so you know. Yeah, the episode might be might be the most might, might be the longest episode we've ever done. I was gonna say show. I put the over hour over under on six hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two-parted. that that uh, Star Wars marathon, but it's just now you see me. Yeah. That's exactly. June 17th, we have Finding Dory, which will be freaking huge. Mm -hmm. A Finding Nemo sequel. I'm skeptical. I don't know. I'm not super enthused about it. Not enthused that it'll be good. I do know that it'll be huge, though. I think it'll be fine. I don't think it'll be a bad movie, but I'm not. That's that's probably the, besides Cars, uh, uh, that's probably the least of the Pixar movies as far as I can't wait to go back to that universe for a sequel you know that's 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 that's, that one i'm not super enthused about it does seem overdue as well Mm -hmm. finding dory yeah we have central intelligence starring the rock aaron paul and kevin hart Mm -hmm. comes out that same week it's a comedy crime movie doesn't seems kind of like a throwaway but kevin hart continues Mm -hmm. to rank in the dough at the box office so 
can't really doubt him on that one. Did you know he has a show too, like a TV show? I'm <laughs> really? not kidding. Really? What's it called? It's like it's like a it's a spoof of like the Real Housewives. It's on BET. I'm not kidding. This sounds like a bit. <laughs> I didn't know this existed until yesterday. It's in its oh, like yeah, this season. It's like the Real Husbands of Hollywood or something. It's kind of a funny premise. And I was like, I he's never not. And then he, I looked at his IMDb or his like Wikipedia filmography. And he has like six movies coming out this year, and a, he has that show doing another season, and a stand-up special that's coming to yeah, theaters. Yeah, it is called October. Real Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it was oh. a thing. Like that guy, keep getting them checks, Kevin Hart. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, and if you if you add up all of those things, he'll get like mm, three laughs, maybe. So that's oh, that's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> hey, so this I'm... is the this is the uh, synopsis. After he reunites with his old pal through Facebook. Nope. A mild-mannered accountant is lured into the world of espionage. Yeah. The they have the word Facebook great. in the actual yeah. <laughs> one sentence the synopsis. Yeah. I only use Bookface, so yeah. I have no I, <laughs> That's a uh, Jim Halpert joke, by the Popular way. Popular social networking site. <laughs> <Bookface. Yes. laughs> Who are you? I'm Dave. <laughs> Not a costume guy. Uh, yeah. Free hole punch, Jim. June 24th. Independence Day resurgence. Okay. Gosh. All right. Okay. Let's uh let's 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 see. Let's just see. That's it's, all I'm saying. Let's just see what I, happens. I don't uh. think it'll be I th- in fact I know it will be I know it will be bad. Yeah. But the amount of people that are like really excited for this is yes. pretty shocking. It's, they have swayed me, Kent. Yeah. Because when this was announced, I was like, I don't I, – A, this sounds terrible. B, you can't make Independence Day without Will Smith. And C, we don't need this. We don't need this movie 20 years later. And then the trailer came out and everybody was like – and I was like, that that doesn't look very good. And everybody was like, yes, it does. It looks awesome. And now I kind of feel like, okay, maybe it might be awesome. I, I just I – can't, I can't fight it off for some reason. Yeah. How do you not – if you're the studio, how do you not release that on July 1st? I know. Makes opportunity there. It's yeah. a missing out on like a hundred yeah. million dollars. So many people are going to be going on. The four, I mean, it'll be out Fourth of July, but the anticipation. I mean, yeah. if it's bad, the word of mouth will spread by then, and it might probably won't make as much yeah. as it could have. Seeing Independence Day in a theater on Independence Day is still to this day one of my probably five favorite film memories of all time. Yeah, it was I agree. awesome. Yeah, it was. And I still watch it every year on AMC because they play it 24 hours on, <laughs> on Independence Day on 4th of July. So, uh, July 1st, we have... Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's Big Friendly Giant. Saw the I, trailer for that today. I believe oh, the second that, trailer dropped today. Is there a trailer drop, Yeah. Is it, it trailer cool? It looks really good to me. Like, it has that kind What's of Spielberg up? magic. Right. Yeah. And so. it has Bill Hader as yeah, the BFG. True. Right. So, and Rylance too. So that's that's uh, that looks pretty decent. I'm excited. I I don't I don't know much about that property. I thought that I knew all the the Road Doll books as a kid, but I guess I missed that one. Uh, I had not a lot of uh, didn't know much about it going in. But so listen, pretty- listen to this um, summer for Bill Hader. He has Sausage Party, Angry Birds, Pop Star. Finding Dory and the BFG all coming out this summer. Wow, for for Hater. So Ryan, his bit in the pop star trailer is oh, okay. Yeah, it's funnier than anything that's been in the theater or, or anything this year. It's just a throwaway <laughs> in the trailer. So awesome. That same weekend, July first, we have the Purge election year or the Purge three. 
We Good. have Brian. You got your tickets yet, or yeah? <laughs> Brian will do a solo podcast on that one. Yeah, yeah. just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will the Shia LaBeouf record your stuff watching? I will say, as a fan of horror, no, God, no. It's just the uh, the Michael Scott, the the, the 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 Purge franchise, huge letdown. Like the amount of potential that the idea of the Purge has and the execution of what it is is disappointing. Like it could have been bigger and or better, and it should have been. But uh, The Purge 3, nonetheless, comes out uh, July 1st. See, they're capitalizing on 4th of July. The Purge election year, the American flag on the poster. That, that's, how you, that's how you market a film, people. Yeah. But uh, The Legend of Tarzan comes out uh, that same day uh, as well. That's the one with uh, True Blood and Margot Robbie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Yates. Whoa, what do you all think about that one? David Yates in the, in the chair. I like David Yates. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's weird to have, I don't know, like a super Swedish Tarzan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just, he's, uh, he's jacked. I, I like him actually as an actor, but uh, right. I don't know. I'm kind of over Margot Robbie. I don't right think now. Tarzan is a property that people give a crap about. It. Yeah. Yes. I, don't I, think Disney, I think Disney yeah. kind of, when they made their Tarzan, they were banking yeah. on people that people still cared. And then, it, that their Tarzan was like one but of the how, better animated much, movies, and it. How much Phil Collins is in this new one? That's what my entire Hopefully opinion I'll of this film hangs, hinges on. I, uh, if they get Phil Collins, I'll, I'm there. Otherwise, eh, I don't know. Unpopular opinion alert. I know you don't. You don't like him. You don't I like hate him. Phil Collins. <laughs> I know, but you're going against Jack Donaghy on that. You know that, right? I know. I've yeah. lived my life not doing that, yeah. but I have oh, two well. ears and a heart. Of course, I do. So apparently, this Tarzan. <laughs> Involves Tarzan having been in a regular. It says Tarzan having acclimated to his life yeah, in after, London. It's after the story we normally know. He, 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 he lives back, in London like and then goes back to the wilderness. So that'll be that's, that's at least a fresher take. I'll sure. give him that at least. Like that that makes trailer, me three percent more. Yes, the trailer's bad. Yeah. That, but the the concept that makes me three percent more interested. So now I am four percent interested. Okay. <laughs> well, that's. High hopes. It goes up to seventy eight percent. If Phil Collins, what are you going to watch? Harry Potter movies? Uh, this year, haven't done he that. has to. He has I've to. I've seen the year, first one. Have... I've seen okay. uh, Source right. or Chamber Ron of Secrets. Or, or no, Sorcerer Stone. Sorcerer Stone. Sorcerer Sorcerer Stone. Stone. You got to plow through those before the uh, Fantastic yeah. Beast or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah, that I've got a year. But uh, David feel... Yates is doing that as well. The Tarzan director yeah. is doing Fantastic Beast. So July eighth, we have the Secret Life of Pets. Which is I'm kind of pumped huge. for that. Yeah, Good it looks cap. okay. Yeah, it's Louis another CK, like it's, it's another Zootopia where like how have they not already made this fifty yeah. times? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think they did with Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo. But um, <laughs> what was that movie called? The Truth About Cats and Dogs? Yeah, or something like that. Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Uh, so July fifteenth. Can you get a more '90s cast aside from the <laughs> cast of Friends than Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo? Oh man, what That's a true. short run she had. <laughs> Janine looks like she smells bad too. <laughs> yeah, she's on the list. Right, she is on the list. The, the Vince Vaughn All Stars. Yeah, and people that Ashanti, look like they smell bad. Janine Garofalo. And Ashanti. Oh, Ashanti. Ashanti. Yeah, yeah. Why does Ashanti smell bad? Always has been. She just looks like Paul Giamatti. Smell. Looks Paul like he's oh, yeah. on there. No question. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great no, list. No, Shanti has like unnatural glisten that doesn't smell good. 
oh, <laughs> the most random name you could have thought. Ashanti. <laughs> I've, been having, I've said Ashanti smells bad for yes, like 15 been, years. That was one of the first ones we put on the list pre-podcast. <laughs> we need space. to do, we have American Treasures, and then we need to have people who look like they smell bad. <laughs> Official. With we just blacks. send them a box of sausage yeah. every time. We get like somebody new. Okay. Vince um, Vaughn sausage. So... Ghostbusters comes Quit out. Quit talking fast and take a shower, Vince. <laughs> July 15th. Ghostbusters. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ariel, on this, on the reboot? I just, uh, if I didn't have to watch it for whatever <laughs> article I'm going to write trashing it, I wouldn't watch it. I just, I have no interest in it whatsoever. I just, it's it doesn't look good. It scares me because why touch that property? Why touch yeah. it? Because money. Because money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've said before, but I'm kind of I'm okay with the concept of the film itself. And I think if you're gonna cool. do it That's it's a cool interesting I way think to... this is a decent way to do it. I don't I don't think I could I don't think I would expect this to be like an A movie, but I feel like I could be like, Yeah, that was fine. It's a B B plus kind of movie. Same. That's fine. Like spy. If it time. wasn't for yes, exactly. If it wasn't for Leslie Jones, who just powers me down so hardcore. And if we weren't already seeing these weird things of like is it a sequel or does it yeah. exist in a world where Bill Murray Ghostbusters doesn't exist and you're trying to do it both ways and that doesn't work and the trailer doesn't look good and the effects aren't aren't awesome? I was pretty yeah. in on it, honestly. Like even with Leslie Jones, who we we've crapped out a lot on this show, and Wes McCarthy, who I do really like sometimes and then other times. Yeah, um, I, I've decided if her husband is directing the film, I'm out. And yeah. then if it's not, I like her. Fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I'll go I'll go on the record and say I think this is gonna be good. I think it's gonna be fun. I think I'm it's gonna be funny. I think it's gonna be a pleasant surprise. That yeah. first trailer scared me a little bit. Same. Well, a lot of it. A lot of it. I, I want. I think it could be cool. I'm still not totally out. I'm cool with it. I hope it's awesome. Um, I just. That first I didn't, trailer was like, uh oh, this. Is yeah. It, worst case scenarioing pretty hard right now. Right, and I didn't even kind of giggle at any of the jokes in the trailer and that i feel like that is something that a comedy trailer needs you need you don't want to give away everything obviously which too many films do with their trailers but there's got to be a in, a in a two and a half minute trailer there should be a couple things that make you laugh and the, the, yeah and the, the things that were in that trailer did, look if it made you laugh great i'm not in, you know insulting anybody who laughed at that trailer i just it did not strike me in in the slightest the biggest question mark is kate mckinnon how are they going to use her the, the mm-hmm. one joke we get in the trailer of her is that the wig joke where they're like, right. it's her in the wig and it's not funny and there's no canned laughter like on SNL to cover up the non-laughs, you know, right. uh, jury's still out on her in film. So this will be yeah. a big test. That same week we have La La Land, which is Damien Chazelle's follow up to Whiplash. Oh, I thought, I, it was like Carmelo I thought it was a Carmelo Anthony bio. It play. says 2016. <laughs> And it's slated I think that for got July 15th. Pushed to later in the year. But it, the plot line is a jazz pianist falls in love with Whoa. an aspiring actor in uh, Los Angeles, and it stars Gosling, Emma Stone, and J.K. Simmons. So yeah, yeah, it got pushed. It got pushed to Christmas. So yeah, they think it's uh, they think it's awardsy stuff, which okay, I would kind of agree. Of just thinking, yeah, okay, just, just seeing that. that, that I mean, obviously awardsy. Yeah, July twenty second. We have Star Trek Beyond. Not much talk about this, (laughs) but um, could be a pleasant surprise. Got some fun people. It's got Idris Elba. 
It's got mm-hmm. Simon Pegg uh, in a bigger role than before. It's got Justin Lin in the director's chair, who we yeah. know and love like. from Fast. And um, could be, like I said, a, a pleasant surprise at the end of the summer here. I've yeah. enjoyed the previous Star Trek films, uh, less so with Into Darkness than the first one, but I think mm-hmm. there's a way that you can redeem yourself from that and in this yeah. trilogy on a high note. I love that first Star Trek movie, and I enjoy Star Trek Into Darkness in spite of its its flaws. The one thing that I want to say in defense of Star Trek Beyond, because the trailer is bad. It's a bad trailer, and there's been all kinds of behind-the-scenes rough shenanigans. Like It just seems like this may end up being kind of a train wreck, which bums me out. The one good thing, uh, the one thing that I think you can say in defense of the, of the whole thing is that trailer is clearly cut from all one set, uh, one setting, one scene. So like they did not have much to work with to put that trailer together. I think that's very, very apparent from the film so or from the trailer. So that at least leads me to believe that like, hey, we have three days of footage we need to cut together into a trailer. All, all right, let's uh, let's see what we can do that that's at play instead of here's the best we can give you uh, to look forward to from this film. And I, so that, that I hope that the second trailer is, is better because that first one's not very good. And that bums me out because I really enjoy these, these films. We have also that week, the 22nd of July ice age collision course. I think this is the fifth ice age movie, maybe fourth, at least the fifth. Yeah. And the plot synopsis for this is, Scrat's epic pursuit of his elusive acorn catapults him into outer space where he sets off a series of cosmic events that threaten the planet. So it's that uh, first Ice Age trailer, which was very funny of him, you know, chasing the acorn and causing the avalanche or whatever. It's basically that for 100 Never minutes. mind. This, I think, is the most 90s cast. <laughs> Dennis Leary, Ray Romano, and John Leguizamo. And Jennifer Lopez. Oh, they that is very Lopez. 90s. Yeah. Wow. So well, we had one of these four years ago. I didn't even remember. It was called uh, Ice Age uh, Meltdown or something. Continental, yeah, or Continental Drift. Continental Drift. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. I'm out on those movies altogether. Yeah, Dawn of the Dinosaurs was another one. I don't not remember that at all. <laughs> I know. It's... The crazy. No, part it is, is the, the Meltdown. Ice Age: The Meltdown. Okay. That is one of them. So there's five. Okay. Weird. Very weird. Yeah, I bet this has this 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 has got to be like most gross ever for a series, and like no one knows. Yeah, it makes a lot of money overseas, especially. So we have that same week, the twenty second, um, Knights of the Round Table, semicolon, King Arthur. That got bumped too. I think did it? Let it's a guy Ritchie. Yeah, I think it got bumped to next year. Yeah, it says twenty seventeen. This is the original one. It stars Charlie Hunnam and Jude Law. In the apparent, oh, apparent, I heard about that, apparent yeah. story yeah, of uh, King Arthur. It's March next year now. How okay. you can have Charlie Hunnam as King? I don't understand. It's just weird. Like I, I don't know what his accent is, but it's not English. <laughs> yeah. It is. Gosh. It's weird. It's him and Idris Elba need to make up their minds on what kind of accent they're gonna. <laughs> they fit very well together in uh, Pac Rim, though, because they're both. It's kind of weird. It's my number one. Hold man. on, can I read you this cast for this? There's yeah. a there's a big curveball at the end. Okay. Charlie Hunnam as King Arthur. Yeah. Astrid Berg as Frisbee as Guinevere. That's Jude Law as Vortigern. Digimon Hansu as Bevedere. 
Okay, we're going so Eric yeah. Bana. Okay. We love like him. It. Uther Penadragon and David Beckham. <laughs> oh gosh. Of course. I mean, oh, no. he's just in his underwear for no reason. It's yeah. just like they just yeah. Is he Merlin? <laughs> just the <laughs> wise yeah. wizard with a really high voice. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that crazy oh. You have to pull the salt from the stone. <laughs> wow. Off, uh, that could be fun. I mean, Man from Uncle was funner than anyone anticipated. Guy Ritchie's got a good eye and sensibilities. Yeah. Um, don't know if King Arthur is something He's we gonna care about. He's going to edit the crap out of it, though. Yeah. Yep, There's going to be like 16 edits as he pulls like the sword out. A lot out of there. slow mo punching. And yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But the week after that, Jason Bourne yes. comes out. Yes, and that stars oh Matt gosh. Damon. In the role of Jason Bourne, again, with, alongside him, Alicia Vikander, Tommy Lee Jones, and Julia Stiles, and directed by Paul Greengrass. They should have had a effing in this title, right between Jason and Bourne. <laughs> Jason F and Bourne. I think it would have been, I think everyone would have been on board. Yeah, I'm pumped for the Tommy Lee Jones edition. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for this might be my most anticipated for the rest of the year besides Rogue One. Yeah. I, that trailer, it was a Super Bowl when it came yeah. out. Yeah. I, that was like watching a Fast and Furious trailer. Like We immediately started <laughs> texting each other. We're just like, oh my gosh, this looks we, so cool. We didn't even know it was coming out, yeah, let alone it was done yeah. and there was a trailer coming out. It was very weird and awesome. very well, well and pulled Jason off. Bourne is The Bourne series is one of my favorite. Yeah. I, I get crap for it all the time, but... Oh. I love them. They're, it's like my Star Wars, so yeah. I'm excited. Um, we move into August now, the, the end of the summer. Uh, Suicide Squad, August 5th, and uh, that looks to uh, be highly anticipated. I think more people will give that a shot, uh, just trying to cleanse their mouth from the uh, <laughs> Batman v Superman. Like, okay, we're in good hands, you know, kind of thing. We'll I think see. that, as I've said before, that's of all the DC properties that's the one that has the best chance to be good because it, it seems to involve Snyder the least. And I think <laughs> that hopefully something can come of it, but it is, I also think it is the one that is least likely to be super financially successful. But yeah, I mean, I will say I did, I made the same prediction, but Deadpool does, uh, does change things. But, uh, I think the, the reshoots that they're doing right now does not, uh, bode, yeah, necessarily bode well. Right. You know what's a weird David Ayer thing is that he made that sabotage movie with Schwarzenegger. Can you believe that was him? Yeah. Directed by David Ayer and written by David Ayer. Garbage film. Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh, jeez. That's very, very weird. Wow. That's a a strange outlier. (laughs) From End of Watch to that to Fury. To Fury, yeah. To Suicide Squad. And his next movie after that is a Netflix exclusive. And uh, it was just sold last week, I believe. It's a Max Landis pen script uh, called Bright, which is a sort of a crime thriller with supernatural elements, is what I'm told. All right. And it's, uh, it's the biggest deal ever in Netflix history. And they've, they've set a budget of $90 million. Gosh. It's, uh, it stars Will Smith and Joel Egerton and is directed by David Ayer and... Uh, they sold the script for $3 million to Netflix. Um, and uh, Max has agreed to come on the show, talk about it at some point. And uh, awesome. we're going to have him on and, and uh, get the whole, get the whole spiel on that. But that's what, uh, 
So well, David you, Ayer's you guys are. I'm just going to hit him up for money the entire time. <laughs> this elevator pitch. pitch well, he's up. not hurting. Shell companies, yeah. Safe to say oh, yeah. he's not hurting it uh, right now. But, okay, uh, we move to August 12th, which is, I guess, the last week, I will say, of the summer of anything decent. And uh, that is Peach Dragon. Yeah. And uh, Disney's Peach Dragon, mm-hmm. which stars Bryce Dallas Howard. Robert Redford, Carl Urban, and Wes Bentley, and is directed by David Lowry, who hasn't done really much at all. Uh, up, no, oh, he's an editor on Upstream Color. I was going to say that's not he didn't do. Yeah, Upstream that's not where we want to go. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, hasn't really done much. Done a bunch of shorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy how all these directors get these huge jobs and haven't done much. Yeah, it's kind of. This Hollywood is weird. I don't. Yeah, Ain't Them Body Saints is a, is a really solid little mm-hmm. film. Yeah, but it is a strange jump to go from that to uh, to Pete's Dragon. That's it's quite strange. And last but not least, certainly not least, Sausage Party <laughs> on August twelfth, and the trailer has dropped for this, and it looks to be the most ridiculous film that has ever <laughs> come out. Definitely the most ridiculous animated film that's ever come out. And um, I implore implore you, uh, listener, if you're into the WikiLeaks scene, look for the screenplay of Sausage Party because it is unbelievably ridiculous. Just read the first (laughs) scene. It's a musical number. They've got all the lyrics there and everything. And I'm this is going to be crazy. And this is this is going to be a big movie because the word of mouth on this is going to be insane. How because of how it's an R-rated Pixar style animated movie. Which hasn't really been done yet. With a lot of heart. With a lot. Of, <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll be have a lot. I mean, Rogan's yeah. stuff seems to have that. You know, and that heart. they'll also add it in as kind of Pixar parody too. And they've sure. been they've been writing working on this for ever. I mean, seriously, forever. And uh, so the the plot is basically uh, items in a grocery store slowly realize that they get eaten when they leave the grocery store, and that's their whole realization of that. But Hilarious trailer. Check it out. Check out the red band uh, if you uh, if you so choose. So, having said all that, Brian, what's what's your uh, most anticipated on this list? I want to touch on just real quick a couple that I think we're missing from from the uh, from the list that have gotten added late. Okay, okay. Uh, Free State of Jones comes yeah, out yeah. late June. That looks that could be interesting. It looks like Civil War Patriot, but. You know, we we all love the reconnaissance, so we're, we're I'm okay with that. That looks all right. The founder, it still says it's coming out in August. There's no way that movie's coming out in August, right? Like we right. we yeah. haven't seen a trailer, and it's so awardsy. There's no way. There's no way that that's that that's. Yeah. August, I'm sorry, Brian. You cut out what movie? The founder. The founder. The oh yeah. It's McDonald's. Uh, it's Michael, uh, Michael Keaton stars as Ray Kroc, the founder yeah. of McDonald's, and it talks about him founding McDonald's and making it what it is. Dude. Is this what the chance run. for the makeup Oscar? I think I think I we could so. do it, guys. I, I hope so. What it. what a run that guy's on! Oh, awesome, wait, man. seriously. Awesome. Hopefully, this might bring back the arch to luck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read yeah. off some of the cast of this. It stars Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc, Linda Cardellini, who y'all hate, but Stop. I enjoy yeah. immensely. I'll never, I'll, yeah, I'll never forgive her so. for Boy Meets World. Break, yeah, yeah, she broke up to Penguin. <laughs> never trust her again. They ended um, up together. 
Well, but Relax. that ruined my life, Ariel. <laughs> yeah, but it was a off. summer cliffhanger, idiot. Uh, yes. That's been three months yes. depressed. God, just shut up. Unfortunately, as the wife of Ray Kroc, uh, Laura Dern, so we have to oh. bear that for There's a lot of Laura Dern. I we, think the we got, a lot of, we got a lot of hate, yeah. <laughs> the Laura Dern people, are, they hang out together yeah. in a very sad coffee shop. The Laura Dern lobby is pretty strong, we discovered. Yeah, well, I, I will admit I'm not... Not the biggest fan of her. I've heard her show is good. What's it called? Um, what's it called? Enlightened. Enlightened. That's correct. I've heard she's good on that, but don't really seek out a lot of Laura Dern helmed <laughs> television dramas to spend my time watching. But right. we also have uh, Patrick Wilson, Nick yeah. Offerman, Jeez. and BJ Novak as well in The Founder. So look forward to that strong later this year. And the what other else? one I wanted to note that we missed was the nice guys with Gosling yeah, and, yeah, I did and Russell Crowe. And I, that one, honest, I think Jason Bourne's my number one. Nice guys might be my number two. That looks awesome. That looks ex- like something that is just totally up my alley. Uh, I, I love Gosling. I love Crowe when he's not being too serious about everything in life. And it's a Shane uh, Black script. Yeah, in the Shane Black script, like I, it looks I, that like looks, it's going to be another Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Which yes, is, it, so. it looks like it looks like a coherent, inherent vice to me. Yeah, which, exactly. Which, nice. Which sounds great. Like I'm, I'm totally in on that. That so I would say Jason Bourne probably number one. Nah, well, Civil War. Civil War almost like doesn't count. Like that's a <laughs> that's so early in the process, and I'm so like that's just a given almost. It looks looks so good. So Civil War, nice guys, Jason Bourne. Those three are the ones that I'm I'm most stoked about. I'm gonna go with Sausage Party, and now you see me too. It's my <laughs> most anticipated for different reasons, obviously. Right, but right. I am excited, very excited yeah. for both of those. Uh, Ariel, you said Civil War is your most anticipated. Most anticipated of all time, man. Okay. <laughs> I can't I wait for that it. movie. Cool. It's, Richard, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I think it's obvious. I think um, it's obviously Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait, man. You know me thoughts. and Aniston. We go way back. You do. And uh, Margot Martindale. So I do love, I do love Margot Martindale. I'd much good. rather have dinner with Margot Martindale than Jennifer Aniston. What are I'm you in saying? on that, too. What are yeah. you even saying? Okay. She seems like a delight. So that's it. That's the summer movie roundup for this year. Lots to look forward to. Lots to talk about. Lots to debate coming up. I'm excited for it. This is a better year than I thought it was going to be, yeah. guys. It's been been a decent. When you kind of yeah. When you kind of take a step back and kind of look at it, and I think we're in a have a much more positive attitude right now than we did at this time last year. Looking at the mm-hmm. summer, and then last year we ended up liking a lot more than we. Had anticipated. Yeah. I think sure. Ant Man kind of surprised everybody, and uh, you know there were there were some gems last summer for sure. Yeah, but uh, this year looks to be better, and we haven't even talked about the Oscar-y type stuff and Star Wars. We're getting another Star Wars this year, yeah. and uh, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a big year. So Doctor Strange on your birthday, if I recall. Yeah, yep. can't wait, can't wait. So. Let's move oh, is, on. Is Doctor Strange this year in the fall? I think it's in the fall. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I thought it was next year. Awesome. That's really high on my list. Cool. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. 
It's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So let's uh, hit a recommend, guys. Weekly recommends. Okay, Richard. Yeah, um... I'm going to recommend an album that I've been listening to a lot. It came out last year. I don't know. If, I don't think I recommended it when it came out. Did I do the Josh Ritter record last year? No. No, You. the only record you recommended last year was Megan Trainer. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you did it four times. I thought that was a little weird. <laughs> over and over and over again. Well, she speaks to me. Right. Uh, Josh Ritter, who's one of my favorite songwriters, has an album that came out in 2015 um, called Sermon on the Mount. That's just awesome. Every song on it is is great. There's like Springsteen-y vibes and tons of Dylan vibes and tons of Paul Simon without the bongos vibes, and uh, it's 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 really great. So I highly recommend it. Kent, what about you? I'm going to recommend something on Netflix. We should have done a dedicated episode to this, but I would have been outvoted. <laughs> uh, Ridiculous six? No. <laughs> I'm going to recommend ridiculousness. A pleasant, a pleasant surprise, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Anybody see this yet? <laughs> I just saw it pop up on my Netflix tonight, and uh, you should, you should, you should watch it. It really I, charming and fun and funny yeah. and really weird that Pee Wee, you can still do it in that tone and have it kind of work still. That's uh, a big hole in my pop culture resume. Like I don't know if I've ever, I've seen five minutes of anything Pee Wee in my life. It's um it definitely I... captures the magical nature of the original Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, it so... definitely has an opening scene kind of similar okay. with all the gadgets and weird stuff. I mean, it's as good as you could have done with this, honestly, you know. And it's a fun funny script and kind of a lot of cameos and uh Paul Rust is involved who if you've seen the show Love on Netflix, he's great in yeah. that, but yeah. uh and he helped write the script for, for Big Holiday, but it's it's I think fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to look at the Rotten Tomatoes score because critics have have really enjoyed uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. But I mean, you just wouldn't think that in 2016 that if you did this, that anyone would like it. Yeah, at it's 80 percent fresh. I think. Plus. Yeah. Um, but I mean, fun. If you enjoyed Pee Wee, yeah, 80 percent. It's only nine percent behind Big Adventure, which is. Tim Burton's maybe his best movie, honestly. And, and 51% ahead of uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all that you need to know. Um, but it's very simple, short, fun, kind of a casual watch. You don't have to pay attention that much. And uh, it uh, it works as good as you could have. And <laughs> Joe, Joe uh, Manganiello, is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah. Him and Pee Wee are basically just them two together for half the movie. And it's kind of like the most polar opposite people you could imagine, <laughs> but it works great. Um, so I check it out. May- maybe's in it as well. Right? Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe Funke. Uh-huh. Aliyah Shawkat is, is in it as well. 
But uh, check it out. Fun, stupid. Don't hate me if you hate it. But uh, if you don't like Pee Wee, you'll hate it. But you should take you your cousin Pee-wee. camping. Maybe you can pop a tent with her. Wow. All right. So Pee Wee's Big Holiday on Netflix. Free. Check it out. Go ahead, uh, Brian. Uh, I'm also going to recommend something on Netflix that just popped up, and I'm super excited about it. Animaniacs, all four seasons. <laughs> Whoa! What about Pinky and the Brain? It's all in there. That's, I think yeah, that's they're, part of it. They're complete. They're complete seasons, so awesome. every episode should be as it was on TV. I I have a couple of these seasons on uh, on DVD, and now I can finish out the whole thing on. Uh, on you Netflix. can brainwash I'm super stuff, dude. I I can't wait. I literally I, as soon as I saw, I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> to force my child to watch this, and he will complain about it the entire time because it's going to be way over his head. But Wacko, Animaniacs. Yakko, and Dot, right? Oh, man, yes. Is it better? Is it, is it good? So like, like, I know we all yes. liked it, but is it good? It's still, it's very sharp. And it's, I yeah. think it's, uh, it, it still resonates, I think. You know, some of the humor is very dated because it, it was, it was a, it was almost like Saturday Night Live for kids in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. it had a lot of cultural references at the time. Uh, so it, yeah, there's some datedness to it, but it's still, it's so sharp and funny and, um, almost a little subversive in a kid friendly kind of way, I guess. So it's, it's fantastic. Cool. Ariel, how about you? What's yeah. Your... Um, I'm a, you know, I've got the, the geek podcast or whatever, but uh, so I have to go comic book. Uh, and in light of what just happened with Batman v Superman, I got to <laughs> give you guys a good Batman and Superman story. Uh, it's called kingdom come. It's one of the most famous graphic novels uh, out there. It, it's it's Alex Ross who has this hyper-realism uh, style with his superheroes and, and Mark Wade, who, who wrote an impassionate letter on why he hates Man of Steel. Uh, so those, you know, those things should help you out. It's uh, basically uh, Superman and, and Batman uh, have, have kind of grown old and the Justice League is disbanded because... Um, all the all the superheroes and supervillains out there are kind of just they don't care about people anymore. They just want to go out and, and fight and kind of prove, you know, who is the strongest. And and the story is following Superman as he tries to come back and, and kind of be that hope in the world in a, in a world that doesn't really get him. You know, it, it's kind of the story that Zack Snyder should be telling today. Sure. But it, it's really it's really, you know, he's he failed at it. But uh, it's, it's a really like it's it's in my top five, you know, comic book stories ever. And it's something you guys should really check out. Excellent. We will do. And speaking of check out, check out uh, Ariel's podcast again. Geek 101 Podcast. Subscribe to that. Do yourself yeah, thanks, favor. guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. It was my pleasure. It's been great. And uh, other than that, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Ariel Dean Rada and at Geek 101 Podcast on Twitter. Okay. Brian, where can we find you? You can find me at BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Richard, where can we find you? Find me on the Twitter at Richard Barden. You can find me at richardbarden.com. And Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and at kentgarrison.com. And you can also find all of our episodes online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Yes, all of our episodes are on there. Only our most recent 100 episodes show up on the iTunes feed and the podcast feed on the app. So if you want anything older than that, you're going to have to go to the website. If you like what we do, you can buy a, t- a T-shirt or uh, donate the amount you're choosing at our website as well. So head on over there to do that. But until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha.
But I don't know what to do with those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salad and scrambled eggs. 